forever. Dog. A love that spans the ages. This week on the podcast, LJ Smith's Night World Soulmate. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kate. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing L.J. Smith's Night World Soulmate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, of course, I loved. I did love it. Um, I'm going to say mm-hmm. I liked the one before it better. Agreed, because uh, I, Theory is like kind of a non-entity in this. Yeah. Like he's not. But I liked the like reincarnation stuff. I thought that was Me cool. Me too. And I liked that he was like the second vampire and the first made vampire. Yeah. I liked that. that cool. I, I thought Maya was fucking tight. Yeah. Maya was She was cool. crazy. I loved her. I And I did like Hannah. I liked Hannah too. Mm-hmm. I also liked, and this is like, uh, th- I thought the scenes with the psychiatrist were so funny. Yes. When he's like Paul trying out to of his depth. He was <laughs> First of all, he's like you're my first patient. Don't worry, <laughs> I did like really well in psychiatry school, but like also I've never tried hypnosis. Let's try it. Yes. Oh no, you have been reborn many times. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, this is working really well. Um, okay. Um, I'll just throw water on you, I guess. Oh, my God. When he's like, she cannot wake up. What have I done? What have you done? <laughs> he's like so panicked. Very I funny. loved that. Uh, let me read the back of the book. Please. Really quick. And then we can. I'm glad you were saying theory. I was not sure about his name by the way, uh, how to say it. I Theory or theory. I was saying theory. Yeah, me too. In my head. I mean, I could not ignore the H. You can't. Couldn't. It's so hard to ignore that H, especially so when hard. the H in Hannah's name is so specifically called out. I, because, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yes. There are some moments where I'm like, I'm like, LJ Smith, I love you, but like, you need to do some research. <laughs> uh, does she though? <laughs> I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but I was like, just like like an ounce of research, yes. just an ounce. Just, I mean, let's just talk hair color. <laughs> let's just a hair color, b like just like would teens of caveman times talk in the same way they do now? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I liked the names though, Hana and Ket, and it reminded oh, it, me of that. Oh god. Shit, I thought I was going to remember the name of the book. The There's a book I read in junior high, and it's about the, like, um, end of Neanderthals and b- beginning of Homo sapiens and about mm-hmm. how Homo sapiens, like, killed all the Neanderthals um, mm-hmm. or whatever, the first like, Homo, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And they all had, like, super sh- short names, like Low and... Lear and and I was like, oh, taking me back to my junior high days reading that book. <laughs> Ket. <laughs> Ket. Okay, I'm gonna read Anna. this thing. Uh, 
Hannah Snow's life was so together. Friends, terrific grades, dreams of a career in paleontology. Everything was perfect until the notes started appearing. Notes in her own handwriting warning her of the danger that was coming. Dead before 17. The psychiatrist was supposed to help. But what came out of the age regressions were memories of another time, another life, and of a stranger who tore her world apart. A vampire who killed a girl in his rage. Until, in the eyes of a dying human girl, he recognized his soulmate. Now the stranger's back. He has searched for Hannah throughout the years, trying to make amends, waiting for her to be born. Now he is Theory. Theory. The <laughs> lord of the now night world. Theory. <laughs> and nothing in heaven or hell will keep him from his soulmate again. But if her destiny is death, can even Theory's love protect her? I'm going to tell you one part that I hated in this book. Ooh, please do. Um, When... She's at the mansion and like all of Circle Daybreak shows up and it's like a mm, fucking I hated like this cameo. Well. Yes. I was like, I hate this. This is like a I fucking was like, why fanfic. Is everybody- I yes. This. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The way that they were talking was yeah. so fucking like. It was very Mary Sue-ish. Yes. I totally yes. agree. And it, I, it, these books were not that at all. Yeah. Like, even in their particular books, except for Mary Lynette and Ash. Mary Lynette talks like that, kind of. Um, Yeah, everybody was so fucking cute and, like, we're all paired off. Giggle, giggle, giggle. It it seriously reminds me of – and, I mean, I've I've voiced a lot of – I've narrated a lot of romance novels. And there's just, like, a trope in romance novels that I truly hate. And I get it. It's supposed to be fantasy and wish fulfillment and a blah, 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 blah. But – where it's like, oh, my God, it's all working out so perfectly. I am ending up dating with this guy and my best friend is dating his brother. And <laughs> like, it's like, it's yes. like so perfect. Yes. Like, I, I just hate that. And everyone's just so fucking happy about being together. <sighs> I really did not like it. I thought and what she- was interesting, though, is they're all looking at her like she mm-hmm. is a legend. <laughs> because it, of all that the was the Mary Sewish part to me. Oh, that's funny. That was the only part I liked. Oh, really? Well, I didn't like their tone. I liked mm-hmm. the concept. That like the she's that just getting into that. it. And because she's had like these multiple lifetimes where she's been embroiled in this battle. Mm-hmm. And because Theory is the leader of the Lamia or Lamia. How do you say it? Mm-hmm. The maid vampires. I say Lamia, but. Yeah, because. I don't know. Um. He's he's like a leader of the line. Um, (laughs) Because of that, I can see that being the case. Like, oh, isn't it interesting? He's the first made vampire. He's our leader. He's been through lifetimes with this girl. We've all heard about it. Maya, the very first vampire, hunts her down every lifetime, has killed her every lifetime. Holy shit, she's here. We're talking to her. This is huge. But the tone... Everybody's yeah. giggly fucking tone was yeah. so grating. I can't, it was like like literally uh, it was so embarrassing. Like it was like uh, yes, yeah, same. It was it was truly like when she was like meeting, she would meet a couple of the uh you know, the cameos and then like it'd be like oh, you would say that. Said a good-natured voice from the corner. It was Ash. I and I was like I I could can't I can't stand I was this. Like, I can't I Stand need it. this to end now. <laughs> I loved, though, Ash, like, comes in and he's like, whatever, man. And then he just goes out on a balcony. He's like, I want 
fucking nothing to do with you people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I did get the feeling that Rochelle was also not a part of it, that Rochelle was like, all right, Hannah, you and me, we're the cool yeah. ones. Yeah. All these I other fucking just- lamos, especially, especially Poppy and yeah. what's his face? Yeah. And Jillian. Jillian yeah. and David seemed like a nightmare. Yeah. It was truly like, I just hated how giggly and like, I don't, it just seemed too wrapped right. in a bow. And I'm like, I mean, we need to talk about what we here, liked because there's a lot. Here is probably, I think this really illustrates. Oh, no. What I, like, this is the whole tone of the scene. I don't know if it's the worst thing, but when I read it just now, I was like, this is the worst thing. But really, it's just because <laughs> it's what jumped out at me first. This is James and Poppy, Thea said. James is a red fern on his mother's side, which makes him a descendant of Maya's. She glanced at James with gentle mischief. I didn't pick my parents. Believe me, I didn't. Yeah. Shut. Uh, like, yeah. this is li- like, you are like vampires <laughs> and yeah. soulmates. This is life or death. This is good or evil. And you're like, mm-hmm. I didn't choose my parents. <laughs> it truly I'm is ribbing like, you about where you come from and I think there's like there's like two problems with this for me. One is that it does it reads like poorly written fanfic. Yes. And it's even the more embarrassing when you're writing fanfic about your own shit. Yes. Cuz like I've I've read very 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 good fanfic. I've read kind of bad fanfic, but like really good fanfic doesn't feel like like parading these characters around. Yes. Um, and then secondly, in the previous books, we've liked it when other characters show up. Yeah. And I think the difference is, is that like. It's the tone. It's everything that feels so frothy in this meeting. Yeah. Like so it's casual. So, like, dorky. Yes. It's so dorky. And then like. Dorky. <laughs> it's really dorky. And And then the other part that like. I think is different is that in the other books, the hint of the person was bef- like we heard about Ash before we learned Ash's story. And like we had kind of heard hints about why Ash was so, you know, nefarious and well, we whatever. Met, Ash was the villain in Secret yeah. Vampire. And, and then in the following we, book, that's when he met his soulmate. So we already had yeah. a deep understanding of Ash. Yeah. And then in this one, though, I think my problem was that all these characters are telling us that these two people, Theory and Hannah, are so prolific. And yet we I don't remember hearing anything about either of these people in any of the other books. And I get that other shit was going on. Because he's the leader. Okay, wait. So they they did mention theory. Oh yeah, he's definitely been mentioned a lot. But I also okay, thought okay, he okay. was a lot more intimidating. <laughs> and in this one, he's like Vegas businessman. Yeah, I did not understand what his business was. <laughs> I don't think <gasps> it. It's like that thing where because vampires have been around for so long, they've just like they've got a lot of investments. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's like uh, you know, it's 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 money that works for itself. Yeah. Same with uh. Sita in Last yeah. Vampire. Yeah. Also, oh, the part where they're in Egypt, I was like, Sita needs to show up and help out. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so, like, they were talking about set 
Mm-hmm. It would have I been think- a great crossover, except that, like, it's, you know, just... Except for the tiny thing about it being a completely different mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked... Um, here's the thing. I liked pretty much the rest of the book. I was very interested, like, it read it in one sitting. Oh, yeah. I, just I was, was very good at telling a story. Yes, I, I really did love it until that scene. That scene is egregiously bad, it's I It's very say. distracting. <laughs> it's very distracting. Especially, it, it comes right at the end, and it comes right before the huge climax. Yeah. So I've it's been, like, tension, 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 tension. <laughs> Yeah. Kidnap. To a point where I was like, I, w- I was like, LJ, why would you poison the other books this way? By like <laughs> making us see these characters in this way. Like I, now I hate them. Yes. <laughs> Only Rochelle and oh, fuck. This is the last book we read and I still can't remember it. Rochelle. And they're the hottest ones. They came out unscathed for me. Well, because they didn't want any part, anything to do with yes, it. Yes, James and Poppy were the fucking worst. James, Poppy, and Thea. Mm-hmm. Thea is the spellbound one, right? At the school with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fucking Jillian. I was like, I don't remember your book at all. I don't remember Jillian. Why don't I remember Jillian? She was Dark Angel. She's the one who like nearly dies. Oh. She freezes to death almost. Because, okay, Jillian is the one who there's like a sexy angel guy and he's yes. trying to protect her. But really, obviously, all of us know he's evil. Yes. And he's controlling yeah. her. And then her like lifelong crush, David, um, is, is he a, vampire? a vampire, it turns out. Mm. Um, and I forget, but I forget everything about it. Everything. You know what thing I kind of hated? What? And I think I generally hate this about all vampire stuff. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I'm in my 30s. (laughs) But the like when she was like, I walked into the room and it was full of teenagers, some of them impossibly good looking. I was like, (laughs) the idea that everybody (laughs) is 17 (laughs) is so repulsive to me. Like, yeah, I'm like, no. It's true, because now at the age I am at, I'm like, 17 is not the ideal. It's like 25 is a good one. Yeah. 25. Like, and, and the fact that, like, if you're in your 20s, you're too old to undergo the transformation, like. Fuck you. I'm like, then I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, 17 too young. You're not even fully, your body isn't done developing even. No. It you should be 25. And shit. It should be mid-20s. Even late 20s. Mm-hmm. Not 30s, because we're disgusting and over the hill, and there's no, like, hope for us. You can't save someone in their 30s. You can't save a mummy. You can't. I mean, it's already <laughs> d- decayed. I'm di- Like, this body is dying yeah. all around me, to quote Last Unicorn. <laughs> um, but, but. Seriously. Yeah, so 26, I hadn't oh even God. thought about Dream. that. But I totally agree. <laughs> And especially because, like, we know that if it was a movie, they'd be hiring people in their 20s to play these characters. That's the thing, is we, 17-year-olds are children. Children. Yeah. An actual 17-year-old. They do not look like, they do not look like that. No. Because I'm sorry, hate to break it to you, but everybody in Riverdale is, like, 47. (laughs) Yes. 
And they always have been. Mm-hmm. Everybody in a teen show, like Charisma Carpenter was 28, something like that. She was like something. 27. I almost want to like say way that she was, older. Yeah. She and was like in her 30s by the end of the show. Yeah. Or Gabrielle Union in mm-hmm. um, Bring It On and 10 Things I Hate About You. I think she was also something like 27. Clear. So the ideal age is 27. 27. You want, a tw- you want to be a 27-year-old vampire. 17. And you're like, fuck. I'm a gangly child. Mm-hmm. I haven't even had... I don't have time to work out. I have homework. Yeah. I, I don't have time to I'm get I'm just going to tell you. I was not peaking at 17. Let me tell you. I'll tell you right now. I'm peaking now. I'm peaking now. And I'm... That's pretty sad, considering we just said... Yeah. That we're dying. Yeah. Because probably like... 35 like i i will say uh, although it's post jaw surgery so it's kind of hard to tell like what the Mm -hmm. surgery did to my face or not like i certainly i look better and like younger because now like the the soft tissue that is deteriorating as it does for everybody as you get older is Mm -hmm. not nearly as noticeable now that my upper jaw is pulled forward but there's some. I mean, you do look very happening. young. You you do look like you could be in your twenties. Thank you, and I agree. You're but <laughs> <laughs> but I do like I do start to see like the sagging. Like I'll go in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I can kind of do that thing where you like kind of pull up at your skin, and I see mm-hmm. the difference. I see like, oh yeah, that does look younger. Oh yeah, I see I've noticed it now. There, there are two specific wrinkles, and I won't point them out on myself <laughs> uh, because I don't want people to know about them. You know what? But, nobody. Like, what? You don't owe that to anybody. Mm-mm. Don't do it. But they do give me like serious existential dread. Like <laughs> looking at them, I'm like, oh. It's funny because I'll look and I'm like, oh, that's fine. But I'll do that and I'm like, mm, that is better. <laughs> See, I think I only noticed because I did a photo shoot where someone lit me very poorly. Mm. And then I saw it and I was like, well, these photos are never seeing the light of day. <laughs> Fuck. Was it? This is what I fucking love. I don't like. want to make you bleep the name. I'm not I was going to make say. a joke. Um, no, but it, it was someone that we know um, in the general community. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I was like, wow, dog. Um, and then I started noticing it just in the mirror. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, I jumped fuck, straight to, do I get a facelift? And then I, I looked it up and realized what a facelift is. And I was like, okay, too scary. Yeah, that's. So No. I mean, I have had – that's why I wonder, like, what of the, like, pulling up difference is because my whole face was turned inside out and upwards so mm-hmm. that they could break my jaw and move it and mm-hmm. then put back down. I wonder what yeah, do you is think they maybe caused they give by you that. a little like, nip tuck? There was some serious stretching. No, no, no. I mean, like, mm. the sagging that I notice, I wonder mm. is because, like, my, my face basically got – pulled apart yeah and then put back i don't down. know who knows but, but i know that look, overall looks... i look better and younger but um but i do so like maybe 35 that was the point maybe 30 to 35 is the best is peak. peak yeah peak um, i agree and I, but don't you get I, regular dermabrasion facials or something not anymore well sure not, not now <laughs> but um i get regular uh Facials. I don't get like micro dermabrasion very often. I've gotten it 
a couple times. Um, but when we but, did the prom photo shoot, I remember the makeup person like complimenting you on how well makeup sits on your face. <laughs> well, because you have excellent pores and good bone structure. Well, I think she was just kissing my ass. She didn't say that to me. I had this one uh, makeup artist when we were shooting Super Punch. And she was being, she made a nice compliment, but I was like, well, this it's is the baddie so, girl, right? Huh? This is the the baddie makeup no, artist? No, no, no. This is for Super Punch. So it, it's, uh, in oh, Atlanta, right. So that was, that was El Rey. And we have like rotating makeup artists for that show. Gotcha. Um, but, she she gave me a compliment that was so insane that I was like, it's not like it's so cannot be true that like you are just being mean to me because she's like, you look 23. I was like, I that's very nice for you to say. that. <laughs> However, it's so blatantly impossible <laughs> that I look 23 like you. it It's not true. Like, so whatever you're trying to do, like. You should have been nicer to me and said that I looked like 28. <laughs> but the fact that you said 23, it's like you might as well have been like, you look 18. Well, you basically are 28. Like the difference between 28 and 31 is nothing. I guess that's true unless you have some hard years. <laughs> <laughs> Road hard, put away what? Mm-hmm. I had a meeting yesterday and in the meeting, like uh, we took a tangent on Rainbow Bright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the creators was like, talk. He told this amazing story about how when he was like nine or ten, maybe, um, maybe younger, he won a funny face contest, like make a funny oh face contest, mm-hmm. and Mr. T gave the prize, and the prize was a Sprite doll from Rainbow Bright. <laughs> That's really good. Like, all the details are very good. When we're like, how is this a story? Are you sure this wasn't a dream you had? Yeah. And then he got the Sprite out. And I was talking, I was like, oh, I loved Rainbow Bright. I was obsessed with Rainbow Bright. I was obsessed with the movie Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. I'd watch it all the time. I had Rainbow Bright dolls, everything. And he was like, there was just total confusion in his eyes. And I was like, "Uh, why? Oh, because he thought you were 18. Yeah. Because he was like, (laughs) how how were you a fan of Rainbow Bright? And I was like, Rainbow Bright was for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, like, how did you know about it? And I went, oh, I'm old. He and then he started laughing. Older. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm clearly, th- I'm older than you thought I was then. I don't yeah, know how old you thought I, I was, but I'm older. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I look especially good over Zoom. <laughs> because <laughs> that's the other thing too it's like you can like play with your lighting and shit yeah and, like, and he's he is in another country so i actually never met him in person even when i had my initial interview mm. so he's never seen me close up and so clearly he thought i was like way too young to know about rainbow bright and i was like no no, no rainbow bright is mine <laughs> watch you like go meet him in person and he's like oh hi are you Lindsay's great aunt or <laughs> Oh, I didn't know Lindsay's mother was so young. <laughs> so young and attractive. Fuck you. <laughs> I am Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, so on Zoom, you're like a very blurry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's I'm the thing, sure though, you do look very I young. I think the you other writers young. are 
are quite young. Anyway, mm. it was funny. Uh, like just the he didn't know he didn't want to straight up how and ask, to ask appropriately. You? Yeah, so it was yeah. just like hesitance and confusion. Yeah, he's like, uh, but how to? <laughs> and like his words, there were so many pauses between them. He's like, "What?" And year then he was like, was so it? excited to have somebody in his generation. Oh, <laughs> he a was fellow so, elder. He's like, "What else did you watch?" Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was fun. The weird thing was, I really liked Rainbow Bright Dolls, but I was a little too young for the show, that makes and I sense. only even knew about Rainbow Bright. Because my grandparents would always get me dolls and stuff from garage sales. <laughs> like they would go to these garage that sales. Makes and perfect like, sense. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't know the context at all. I was just like, this doll is cool as hell. <laughs> and I had all these <laughs> like rainbow bright. My cousin was who was older by like, I think now she's probably, I think she's your age. She like would give me these puffy stickers. Ah. Uh. Puffy stickers, and man. she gave me a bunch of puffy rainbow bright stickers because she had a sticker collection that she had kept for years. Mm-hmm. And then, like once she got too old for her sticker collection, she was like, "Well, you can have, you can look through these stickers." And I found the rainbow bright sticker puffy stickers, and they were the kind that were like the white border. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of plasticky. I can picture these perfect. Yes, and I, I was like, "Oh, this is like the doll," and I still like, you know, when you're that age. <laughs> And, you know, in the 90s, like, there wasn't the internet like how it is now. And so, yeah, like, you I, can't, I didn't not have any access to things. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this thing is cool. I don't know the context and I never will. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You could so have, like, rented these... the Rainbow Bright movie, but I'm but sure how it was would I know to find to it? Find. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, like, for me, I didn't it was know it was from a movie. The video store. And then I think we bought the VHS. Yeah, but it probably I didn't even was know it was a, a movie. DVD for a I while. thought it was a doll. I mean, we had VHS for a while when I was a kid, but even then, I wouldn't have known to look for it. Yeah, because it I didn't wasn't around. Like I wasn't thought it watching. Was a toy. Well, it was made yeah. by Hallmark, and it was oh, yeah. in that period where toys would like make was, shows to sell the toys it was not yes, the other like, way around like he-man um, yeah so he-man and she-ra and gem were all made by hasbro and transformers mm-hmm. and then rainbow bright was made by hallmark that's very interesting yeah but i so yeah i didn't even see any of the advertisement for it so i just knew of it as what i saw yeah because the show the wouldn't have been on anymore <gasps> oh my god you know what i had that was like my treasured collection and I should see if my parents still have it. What? A doll of Rainbow Bright's horse. Loved Starlight. Oh, loved And it was like horse. Starlight's mane was like little like individual yarns that were all like in a rainbow. Nice. And it was that kind of stuffed animal where like it was still kind of stiff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's more of a plush figure. Was it? So like it, it wasn't could one of those because I think – there were also those toys where it was like it was a hard figure, but the surface was kind of fuzzy. Velvety. Yeah. It was not that. Okay. It was like more like picture that inside of like a layer of plush and then like. Gotcha. So it has like for sure some kind of frame and the feet were 
the feet, I want to say, were harder, but they were still fabric-y. I think so it I could know stand what you mean. up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like about the size of like a lunchbox or like a like one of those big igloo lunchboxes. Like it was mm-hmm. kind of big. Um wow. I loved that horse. Yeah, I, I loved. I mean, that was the age of the horse. You had my little ponies, you had Starlight from Rainbow Bright, you had mm-hmm. God, what's the horse's name on Shira? Like Swift Wind or something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Age of the horse. Horse girls. Yeah. Oh, my sister was hard into horses. Yeah. Really hard into horses. Also in that meeting yesterday when we were talking about Rainbow Bright and and I I said I was like, "Oh yeah, I was born in 82. I'm an 80s baby." And then this other girl in the meeting was like, "Yeah, 80s baby." And I looked at her like, "You're way younger than me." And so I said, "What year?" And then the other guy, too, was like, yeah, what year? Oh, my God. What year? Prove it. What year? And Prove she was it. like, mm, I don't want to say it. I was like, was it 89? <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, you can't. Like, but she I, knew what I, we I was born in the about. 80s. I was just yeah, I, I, I was born in the 80s, but I was a 90s kid. Like, I was a 90s. I, because I didn't turn 13 until, like, 95. I still mm-hmm. feel like I was also a 90s kid. Yeah. But I was a 90s kid and teen. Yeah. I was a 90s kid and then early 2000s teen. Mm-hmm. Which is its own messy, messy, messy situation. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, okay, let's talk about internet this book longer, a little bit. Which just seems terrifying to me now. Oh, the early internet was scary. Yeah. I mean, I like, had literally. early internet, but it was not. Nobody else had it. Nobody else I was friends with had it until college, and so I did not have to deal with that at all. Yeah. Dealing with, like, flirting in the early internet was... was a little easier as a college student. Tough. Yeah, I think it's easier because, like, popularity isn't really a thing. It's, like, yeah. more individually, what does this person think of you? Exactly, yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about this book a little bit. Because I guess. Because we not. <laughs> this was all in the realm of this con of this podcast's conceit. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, book. Um, so we've got our girl Hannah. She mm-hmm. is at the therapist's office. Paul is her therapist. She is his first patient. <laughs> he uh admits that to her way too soon, in my opinion. <laughs> he is like he already in over anything his head before he even finds out that she's been secretly writing herself notes, telling herself that she's gonna die. Before her never admit birthday. that he he should never have shown any weakness in front of her. I was and all he does is show weakness. Waiting for him to hit on her, I thought for sure I that was scared was he was going to too. I was so relieved when that didn't happen. Thank God. Yes. The worst he did was put water on her, and he was just trying to wake her up. So that yeah, understandable. He was trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. So she's there because she has this feeling like she's being watched. And she's been finding these notes that are in her handwriting, but she doesn't remember writing, warning herself about somebody's coming. Um, You're going to die before your 17th birthday. You're going to get killed again. Blah, blah, blah. Be prepared. And and she's finding them in places that only she could have put them. Like one she finds like tied around her toothbrush, one she finds under her pillow. Um, And so she thinks she's going crazy. And she's at this therapist appointment. She tells him all this. Doorbell rings. She's like, do not answer that. 
She just has an instinct. And he's like, it's fine. I'll be right back. First patient. And then while he's gone, a werewolf jumps in the window and tries to kill her. (laughs) And then another werewolf jumps in and protects her. And then Paul comes around to the punched in window with a shotgun and tries to shoot at the werewolf, which like, God bless Paul. Also, here's the other thing about Paul. Uh Uh-huh. I do love a man that is open about his shortcomings. Yes. At every at every turn, Paul is like, I'm not confident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Like, I, I don't I've know how to be a psychiatrist. I've never shot this. I don't <laughs> think I can shoot this, but I'll try. I and only she's like, have Please. it because we live in Montana and it's probably expected. And she's like, I know how to shoot. Give me the gun. He's like, no. <laughs> She's like, you're I'll just going to piss it off. He's like, don't worry, I've got this. Because he's convinced that they're wolves, ignoring all signs that they're... Like dire wolves or something. Yes. Uh, darker werewolf runs off. Gray werewolf limps away, the one that was protecting her. They're like, whew, what an experience. She finds another note the next day, sees him again. He's like, you know what? Let's try hypnotism. Puts her also, under. I like that he's she- like... He's like, at the end of that experience, he's like, man, maybe you can see the future. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm stupid. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I liked that, too, is he's like, deep inside, there's he has a gut instinct about all of this. He does know something's up, but his rational brain keeps ruining that. It keeps putting the kibosh on anything helpful. (laughs) His theory about her, like, being able to, like... Tune in with what the birds are feeling. Like, do you remember that? He's like, mm, I think that the yeah, birds and the wildlife sense. is. And he's like, doesn't that make sense? And she's like, mm, <laughs> no. I like that you're trying. And he's like, right, right, right. That was stupid. Stupid. Stupid, Paul. Stupid. <laughs> stupid first patient. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happens. Puts her under. She she starts. He's like, tell me what you see. She's like, I'm oh making my God. these rudimentary tools. I'm wearing animal skins. I'm with a girl who looks like my best friend, Chess. And we're talking about something. And he's like, for some reason, being I know. very judgmental of hypnosis while he's hypnotizing her. And he's mm-hmm. like, but I think it's because it's freaking him out. And he's trying to like. He's lightning Calm himself down. He's mm-hmm. like, that's normal. Like, it, that's not weird that you're seeing that because oftentimes <sighs> people just, they'll say generic things that they understand. And then in her hypnotized state, she's like, you told me to say what I was seeing as me now. You didn't tell me to be that person. And, and he's, he's like, like, okay. Okay, be uh, that person then. He's like, if it'll even work. And she's like, I am Hana. I am me. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that part. It's, it's so, and he's very like, oh, shit. funny. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so at first she says, um, she says, he says, where are you? What do you see yourself doing? I don't know where I am. Hannah was too amazed to be frightened now. It was so strange. She could see it better than any memory, blah, blah, blah. What I'm doing, I'm holding something, a rock, and I'm doing something with it to a little tiny something. She sighed, defeated, then added, I'm wearing animal skins. It's sort of a shirt and pants all made of skins. It's unbelievably primitive. Paul, there's a cave behind me. 
Sounds like you're really far back, Paul's voice sounded in stark contrast to Hannah's wonder and excitement. He was clearly bored. Amused, <laughs> resigned, but bored. There's a girl beside me and she looks like Chess, like my best friend Chess. She's got the same face, the same eyes. She's wearing skins too, some kind of skin dress. Yeah, and it has about the detail of most of the past life regressions in this book, Paul said wryly. And he's flipping through pages. You're doing something to something with a rock, blah, blah, blah. People who want to imagine themselves in the olden days but don't know the first thing about them, he muttered to himself. Hannah didn't wait for him to remember that he was talking to a hypnotized patient. <laughs> but you didn't tell me to be the person back then. You just told me to see it. Huh? Oh, okay, then be that person. He said it so casually. Panic spurted through Hannah. Wait, I... But it was happening. She was falling, dissolving, merging into the scene around her. She was becoming the girl in front of the cave the first time. Distantly, she heard her own voice whispering, I'm holding a flint bur burin, a tool for drilling. I'm boring holes in the tooth of an arctic fox. Be that person, Paul was repeating mechanically, still in the bored voice. Then he said, what? <laughs> Mother's going to be furious. I'm supposed to be sorting fruit we stored last winter for the spring gathering. There's not much left and it's mostly rotten, but Rand killed a fox and gave the skull to Ket. We spent all morning knocking the teeth out and making them into a necklace for Ket. Ket just has to have something new to wear at every festival. <laughs> They're just normal. See, that was the part where I was like, times. when we go into like the world and hear how they talk, I was like, so we're like, they're getting ready for cave prom. Is very that what's happening? Silly. Yeah. It's very silly. <laughs> they're getting ready for the spring fling in fucking mm -hmm. caveman time. Mm -hmm. uh, but she she is Hannah of the Three Rivers. Her best friend Chess has been reunited or reincarnated with her across time as well. The fact that they always look the same is fucking stupid. Yeah, no, like it if is. you are raised that, in an area, it it affects your genes. It affects. When also, like cavemen looked different than we do. Yes, like you would have like a prominent forehead. You would like. You'd be dark complexion based on where you are in the world. You mm -hmm. like, you would be husky. You would be smaller. Your head would be smaller. Like your hair would be rough. You wouldn't be this like pale, fair-haired, lithe seventeen-year-old that you are in modern-day Montana. And that was kind of where the like, both in how they talk and in just how they acted, like. It kind of, I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> because truly, truly, like, um, they even say that if we were to go back to, like, the Dark Ages and talk to them in the language, like, still, like, the way we talk and, like, the things that we care about and talk about, it would be like talking to an alien. Yes. Yes, it would. And it wasn't even, like, just change, change the speech patterns, at least. Yeah. I was also kind of annoyed with Maya's speech as well like she didn't really talk like somebody who'd been around for thousands and thousands of years oh my god okay guess what so i got really sorry to i, I didn't mean to change the subject oh feel free i had finished um, my sentence <laughs> i was curious about how cavemen talk and so i looked up like how do they talk <laughs> like what are the words that they used to use how do cavemen talk like their ancestral, um, their ancestral words that like they had that we have. Uh huh. Okay. 
the sentence that, according to the post, contains most of these words. So apparently there's like uh, linguists say that certain words have been conserved for 15,000 years is you hear me give this fire to that old man. Pull the black worm off the bark and give it to the mother and no spitting in the ashes. Wait, wait, wait. Say Say all that again. Okay. You hear me give this fire to that old man. Pull the black worm off the bark and give it to the mother and no spitting in the ashes. Interesting. Yeah. So like what um, would that translate to? I mean, I don't know, but I know. Like, I thought they were doing like a side by side type comparison. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't think we know how to pronounce their words, but like apparently these are the remnants of words that have been conserved for that long. They're called ultra-conserved words, which have Ooh. survived from early languages. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's like some graphic where you can look at it. Um, so the language is not written down, like, you know, so we can so we can say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently bark uh, had a very significant role in the lives of forest dwelling hunter-gatherers. Makes uh, Which was, it was woven into baskets, made into rope, burned as fuel, stuffed in empty spaces for insulation, and consumed as medicine. Um, so some words catch on and some don't. Interesting. Um, worm is interesting. I thought it was going to be something like, Said in today's language, that would mean, here, oh. take this to your mom. Oh, I see what you're saying. Pull that worm, like I use that it, worm from the bark or something I like that. I think it literally means what it says. So it's like, give, like, take this fire, give it to that old man. The black worm off the bark, I don't know, some worm. Might literally just be a worm. So now I'm looking at this article on the Washington Post. That's like this research team found 23 ultra conserved words that have remained largely unchanged for 15,000 years. Um, Words that sound and mean the same thing in different languages are called cognates. Um, So they and and they have pronunciations of it so you can play it and listen. So they have uh, examples of it are thou to give hand bark and to spit. And they have um, so like thou. They have it in Altaic, Chachki, Kamachkin, Dravidian, Inuit, Yupik, Indo-European, Kartvelian, and Uralic. And you can play it and listen. That's cool. Okay, so T, Turi, T. Oh, okay, that's different. Oh, because it, so basically like words like you and give and hand and bark and spit have like always existed. I mean, I feel like it's just, it's like those languages are just. Like language, obviously, like what you learn when you learn a language, you learn about the culture. I was um, right now I'm playing this game on my stream called Heaven's Vault, and it's very cool. Um, You like literally decide, like learn how to read a language from nothing. And it's like you. Oh, I saw that. I saw you tweet something about like, thanks for joining me as I literally learn a language. Yeah. Like now, like I can read it, like some of the words, like I I remember what they mean. And like, of course, since we're learning it without any, we are learning with some context, right? Like we'll see inscriptions next to things or whatever. 
Well, that's um, how you learn any language. Huh? That's how you learn any language. Yeah. So that makes sense. So it's sense. a really cool way to like teach how languages are learned and taught and preserved and lost. Um, and like we've learned like certain symbols indicate either like a concept or like something involving nature or like uh, this little symbol means it's a verb. So like it's it's been really cool and it's like maybe the dorkiest game I've ever played, but it's like very cool in, in that way. I think that's so like, really cool, yeah. But also, really I'm cool. sure, dorky. But I mean, it's but it is, in my opinion, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. So I, I do recommend it. It's an indie game. If you want to get it, it's called Heaven's Vault. I kept accidentally calling it Heaven's Gate on stream, and that is a cult which resulted in the death <laughs> of all of its members. I know it was in, I believe, Rancho Santa Fe in North San Diego County. Mm -hmm. It's shocking. I remember when that happened. Heaven's do you remember that? Gate. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I love that you called it Heaven's Gate. Yeah, I said, uh, and, and it happened right when, like, a big raid came in. So, like, Becca Scott raided my stream and, like, brought in, like, 100-something people. I would and have I was been like, hey, doing guys. that the whole time. It would have been like, hey, impossible guys, playing, uh, for me not to. Heaven's Gate. And then people were like, what? And I was like, <laughs> okay, nope. I was like, well, if you look under your seat, you'll find some fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's not how they did it at Heaven's Gate. I know it's not an accurate joke, but it's fine. Um, Well... But anyway, Heaven's Vault. You can get it on Steam. It's very, very good. Um, it's cool. It's, it's one of the most unique games I've ever played. Yeah. And I can't stop thinking cool. about it. Um, okay, so back to what's happening in the book. Indeed. <laughs> um, so where did we leave off? We left off at her flashing back and having specifics on what she was doing. And I just realized in reading that she says Arctic Fox. So she should be, like, Inuit. She yeah. should be indigenous to, like, Canada and Alaska. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, Russia. Well, she like, says if it's, Arctic. If it's, well, if it's that. Yeah. yeah like, so the Russia, um, like, nor northern Russia or something. Yeah, so or even northern China does not make sense. That's the other thing is, like, also, okay, if this is, like, way, way back, like, I mean, I'm not saying it's Pangea, but, like. But it is Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> but I am saying that. Yes. But I am straight up saying <laughs> but it's it was, Pangea. So. <laughs> um, but I mean it would be when the 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 Arctic Bridge was still around that connected mm -hmm. our continent with Asia. Yeah. Because that's the other, like, it just was very shocking to me that she looked exactly the same and that teenagers of caveman times talked in the same way that they do now. I was, like, I was just a little bit disappointed with, I, I didn't care. Because, like, once I got over it, I was like, I don't care. I'm enjoying the story. But there was a twinge in me that I was like, LJ, why didn't you do, like, a bit of research? Did she think it would be too alienating? It's just, I'm like. I'm trying to think why. Like, because, um. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like my favorite. My favorite part is she gives her the detail that she wants to be a paleontologist, and so Paul's like, maybe it's because you're like interested in fossils, <laughs> and that's okay, why you know these his, details. <laughs> his hypothesis Paul is such a dumb dumb. I love it. I love him so much. I like I truly do love him. I hope he finds happiness. Like he the fact that he thought that because she's interested in paleontology, 
Yes. Paleontology specifically. Fossils. Which is, which is specifically, if, if I'm correct, it's or different not, sorry, than archaeology. Sorry, not paleontology. Um, yeah, she wants to be a paleontologist. Pa- no, yeah, it was paleontology because she was specifically talking about, like, maybe archaeologists, but no, it was specifically, like, fossils of animals. Animals and plants. It was yeah. not... It was not other cultures. It was not an archaeologist, which yeah. is more general. I it mean, wasn't a sociologist. It was, I want to dig up rocks of dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, and specifically, like, she specifically had dreams of being a dinosaur paleontologist. Yes. So not... So to be like, maybe that's when you know about, like, indigenous peoples of the Arctic. I mean, I guess, you know what? He was floundering. He he, was yeah, a he's just out. He, sir, just like reaching out for like a, a life vest or a yeah. like lifesaver. Like uh, I'm drowning in this. Like yeah, well because panicked. he turned out to be way better at hypnosis than he thought he would be. Yes, because it turns and out because, all you really have. To, yeah, all you really have like, to do is say you're going backward, and like you look at this red light. Oh, the red light. Oh, you're, you're enveloped in a uh, comforting violet light. And also, like, I liked the details that L.J. Smith was giving of, like, his posture when he was doing this. He's just, like, sitting with, like, half an ass cheek on his desk and, like, yeah. just, like, <laughs> holding a book and being like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know this. I don't know. What, so wolf? you're, like, I don't know. going back in time. I don't fucking know, dog. Um, <laughs> he's, like, does. He just doesn't know anything. And he's trying. And I do think that Paul's going to get better as time goes on. I think he'll be a celebrated psychiatrist. Celebrated. And I think possibly. I think he's going to have books. Yeah. I think he also is going to like maybe enter the world of like kind of alternate psychology, you know, like I new think he's going to be, right, yeah, write a book on reincarnation. Yeah. I think he's going to be really into that. Or um, he's going to be traumatized by Hannah's disappearance. <laughs> I mean, he. And yes. become uh, the owner of a Subway franchise. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I um, gotta get out of this. I'm not built for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna be like, I think this needs to remain a hobby. Yeah, um, like, um, I think this was like, I was more interested in the concept and theories, but not the yeah. practice. The pra- I think the practice, it's like a little bit too much for me. Yes, um, I am overwhelmed. Uh, so then, um, she like learns about like that basically she's been reincarnated over and over again and that she keeps getting killed before she turns 17. Why before she turns 17? We don't know. Never answered. Because the first time. Because well, that's because what happened it's... first and Maya's a fucking bitch. Oh, because Maya just is like trying to be dramatic. Yeah. Okay. So Maya is the first ever made vampire or I'm sorry, born vampire essentially. Well, she Although makes she's herself. Made. Yeah. She, so she, um, like using like witchcraft and stuff and the blood of many babies. Mm-hmm. She makes herself into the first vampire. But that means she is like, it's like she alters her DNA. Yeah. She and does a bunch she, of spells. So she she can, drinks some baby blood. Yeah. She can reproduce and have vampires herself. Mm-hmm. And those are the vampires. I forget what they're called, but they... They age, but they can stop themselves at any age and live for mm-hmm. a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas made vampires, the lamia, um, that's those are the ones who they just stop aging it whenever they were made. And according to L.J. Smith, um, 
it can only happen to people 19 and under. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that's who Maya is. It was Mm -hmm. like her, her and Hellwise. And Hellwise is like the mother of witches. Yes. And Hellwise is chill. Yeah. Hellwise is very chill. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Maya made Theory back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. And made him to be her mate. And he was like, sorry. Even Hellwise more. Yeah. Yeah. He's he like, not more. interested. I will well, and be then he starts running like, away liking, in horror. Yeah. And then, so at first he, she's like, ugh, he likes Hellwise more. I'll make him into something like me. And then she does. And then he's like, mm, but now I am a soulmate. <laughs> yeah. Who is But Hannah, now I post, so he, he knows what he is. He runs off. This is all what uh, Hannah learns by like mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. this, by having dreams and doing the past life regression. This is not all told to us at once, but this is the backstory altogether. Once he's made into a vampire, he runs off, knows what he is, doesn't want to kill. So he's only killing animals to survive. But then like loses control one day, drinks the blood of a little girl, stops himself before he kills her. But the little girl is of Hannah's tribe. Mm-hmm. Hana sees that he is pained, sees mm-hmm. that he didn't want to kill, mm-hmm. tries to argue for his life, mm-hmm. does not succeed. She tries to release him. They catch her trying to release him and start torturing him when they realize he can't be killed, which is mm-hmm. really disturbing. And I thought a cool scene. Yeah, it was cool. That Hana is like really horrified by her people and what she learns they're capable of when they meet somebody who's not like them. Mm-hmm. So it was like the first mob riot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first lynch mob. And so they're torturing him. He is tortured to the point where he loses control, kills them all. And when he like finally like comes back to himself, he is looking down and he's he attacked Hana. Yeah. But they've touched and so they realize they're soulmates, even though they don't have the words or the concept for that. Could hear each other's thoughts. As she's dying, she's like, I forgive you. I know that this wasn't you. Just promise me you'll never kill again. He's like, I promise. She dies. He's very sad and like caresses her cheek, but there was blood on his finger. And so it gives her this like psychic brand mark. Yeah. And it becomes, like you said, like a psychic brand throughout all of her lifetime. She now has this birthmark, which in present day, she seems to think makes her hideous. Yeah. Which I do not believe. Which I think honestly, maybe in the 90s, people treated her like that. But like, I feel like nowadays, she wouldn't really have that much of a problem. Yeah, like, I'm sure she'd be self-conscious. Sure. But she's like, it. it's specifically said in the beginning of the book when she meets Paul, like, he is like, and this is why we thought that he was going to hit on her. He's like taking in her form appreciatively, sees the birthmark and is like, mm, yeah, over it. Yeah. And it's not specifically said whether or not she's reading into that. Or that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. she says that happens all the time. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, or she dies. And he's like, uh, 
I can't like he's like hell wise make me a potion that makes me sleep until she's reincarnated every time so just like in between I'm just not here and then like I'm only here for when she's here and then every time he tries to go and be with her and every time Maya hunts her down and kills her but also turn she Maya is the most powerful vampire so she always turns herself into what looks like theory so that she thinks that theory kills her every time yeah and so she comes to Hannah in all of her incarnations as a friend warning her. Yes. And so Hannah, even though that first lifetime understood, because Theory has never touched her in subsequent lifetimes, she's never had that soulmate spark again. Yeah. She only associates him with murder. Mm-hmm. So then this time, she, like, you know, I think, with the help He's of had, Paul. He's had, like, spies looking for her this yeah. whole time. That's who the werewolves were. And he's, like, trying to protect her. And Maya's been, like, having her own spies looking for her, which is the other um, really loud helicopter going by red, which is the other um, vamp- or other werewolf that tries to get her at the beginning. Uh, so they mm-hmm. each have, like, spies tr- looking for her. They locate her. Um... She, with the help of Paul, I think Paul, without Paul, she wouldn't have had this ability to, like, wake up to what really happened. In many ways, Paul is a hero. Paul's the Um, hero of the story. He's bumbling. (laughs) He's bumbling and off page for most of the story. So, um, he basically has her, opens the door to her past life regression. So then she starts having all these dreams. And... Uh, he theory comes up to her and he's like he come like reaches out to her and she's like no you're the guy <laughs> you're Stay bad and then he's I've like I've seen you he's like ah oh, fine but then they touch and he's like soulmate she's like soulmate but no she's like I never want to see you again I know what you've done I remember everything which she only remembers the illusion that Maya showed her yeah she only remembers one scenario. Where mm-hmm. Maya was like, he's evil. And she's like, yes, he is evil. Mm-hmm. So then she, uh, la la la, keeps going throughout her day. And then she meets M- Maya. And Maya, she invites Maya into her house, which I was like, girl, don't. When ever, if I met somebody. <laughs> I would just wait for them to come in my house. using the word invitation, like yeah. specifically using mm-hmm. that word. I'd be like, we can talk out here. Yeah. Aren't you going to invite me in? I'd be like, no. Mm, No. Yeah. So she invites her in and Maya's like, "Mm, he's going to kill you. And she's like, I know. But deep down, I don't trust you. And then Maya's like, okay, bye. And then she goes upstairs and Theory's in her room. And Theory's like, I'm going to turn you, bitch. And bites her. And she's like, ah, you tried to kill me. And she's like, "Uh, I can't believe that I trusted him but also how did he get in i'm not gonna think about that um i should think about it i'm not <laughs> and then she is all woozy tries to drive to her friend chess's house who's cat oh, uh, i forgot about this they're friends forever she crashes her car she like wakes up in like she's like falls over theory's there she's like you're trying to bite me and he's like it was not me <laughs> rude and she's like uh and then she's like falling 
Well, he actually, he doesn't even say that. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, maybe it's better that you associate with me with death so you stay away. I'm yeah. just going to give myself to Maya so that I can end this horrible cycle. And he's like, but first I'll carry you to your friend's house. But like somewhere in the back of her mind, yeah, first I'm going to just like gently carry you to your friend's house. You're not really going to think about the fact that And also that, like, I'm going to stroke the shit out of your face. Do. I'm going to yes. stroke your face so much. So much stroking. And but the the like smart like um Hana voice in the back of her head, like the soulmate knowing voice in the back of her head is like think about this. Does he seem the same? Does he smell the same? When you touch him, does it is it that same first spark? And it's trying to like wake up her instincts about him. Yeah, it's like when he bit you. Just did now. you feel the same? Did you feel the spark? No, you did not. Just remember that. And then so she's like, wait. But then like, <laughs> he's gone. So then she's like, oh my God, I have to go find him. Off to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> because he mentioned something about Vegas. Mm-hmm. So she goes there. She follows some guy. She, he finally, you know, shows him this ring that uh theory had given her and he's like shit you know theory i'm sorry and i tried to like bite you and she's like don't worry about it i just need to get to theories he takes her to theories then that terrible scene happens first she has a bubble bath and then that terrible scene happens (laughs) first she has a bubble bath and then yeah very embarrassing teen meat scene yeah and then she gets kidnapped she's like in her room and then she's like, sees this bat, and she's like, what? And the bat falls on her, and then she passes out. <laughs> and then she wakes up in this cave, and she's like, ah, I got to get free. But also, I feel really weird. Turns out Maya's like, guess what? I've been turning you into a vampire. All I need is one more session of giving you my blood, and then I'll be able to kill you, and you won't come back because vampires don't come back. Which, why didn't she come up with this idea sooner? I don't know. <laughs> That was a very good plan, I gotta say. It was a good plan. It's like Theory didn't come up with a way to break the cycle, and she didn't come up with a way to break the cycle until this lifetime for some reason. Yeah. So then she Maya's like, "Mm, goodbye, and then leaves. And then, oh my God, our girl Hannah goes back into like her Hannah brain and is like, I know how to make a biface tool. (laughs) So then she makes a biface tool, cuts herself out of like... This was the other thing that Maya was very dumb to do was that she ties her up with her arms and legs free. I was like, why would she do that? That's dumb as hell. Where's the logic there? So that she can make a biface tool and escape. Yes, true. So. But I did like that that was introduced earlier. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't just a random like, I'll make a tool, mm-hmm. which it I would have cool. accepted anyway. Yeah. I would have accepted it, but I appreciate the art. Me too. Mm-hmm. So then Maya comes back and she's like trying to sneak up on Maya and then she can't stab her in the back. She makes a, a stake. And uh, Maya's like, mm, so you're too much of a pussy ass bitch to kill me, huh? <laughs> I thought this was such an interesting contrast with yeah. Rochelle in the last book where she's like, I'm a fucking vampire hunter. I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. Um, and so it's like inconsistent philosophy across the books mm-hmm. and just... Uh, specific to characters, which yeah, I I, like I liked that about it. Yeah, me too. And then Maya's like, "You are so stupid and weak." And then Theory's like, "Not so fast." <laughs> and he's there, 
And Maya's like, I'm going to snap her neck. And he's like, uh, but then you will never have me because she'll be here. In, she'll be in my heart. And she's like, no matter this. And then she's like, fuck. Fine. I guess that you should just leave then. And they're <laughs> like, I guess whatever. So they start to leave. She gets out this big black stake and starts to like javelin spirit throws it at theory so then hannah's like no and pushes theory out of the way and then stabs maya in the heart with the stake maya dies and she's like which honestly i was like damn i know that maya's the villain but there is something sad about killing the first vampire the oldest vampire um I agree. And she's like, also, I thought I was like, kind of opportunity wasted. She, I thought she was kind of going to be a major villain. Yeah. In the rest of this series, like, surely there's like a big showdown, right? Yeah, I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see M- Maya again. Um, but she that dies. Was surprising. And she's like, well, now I can live with Thierry. And he's like, do you want to be a vampire? And she's like, I think I'll just stick to my normal girl life. (laughs) And he's like, I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's sort of like a weird return to lameness. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, "Mm, the end. And I was like, well. (laughs) Wee. I was like, like, well. Freeze frame on them laughing. Seriously, and no, no, no. Oh my God, freeze frame, and then we pull, we we pull out, pull, pull out, and all the <laughs> other ones are like behind them laughing, and then I barf everywhere, and then freeze frame. I'll be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a good book. Aside from those two, like kind of embarrassing parts, it is yeah. good. I would say for sure, read it. Yes, agree. Do we want to do an announcement about what we're planning to do for the rest of this month? I do want to do that. Okay, take it away. Uh, well, thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. You have been invited here to the basement of a Marriott to <laughs> talk about timeshare. Um, we, uh, for the month of May, because it is prom season and proms are just uh, such a staple of teen horror, we're going to have prom month. Yay! May is prom month. Um, we will be doing an extravaganza of Teen Creeps events. We're not going to announce them yet because we are still in the planning stages, but it's going to be very fun. We ideally will have some fun guests. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fun stuff for Patreon as well. Patreon-only content as well. Um, yeah, I mean, for our Patreon, I think we're going to be getting Patreon subscribers. Like, you guys have really been so supportive. Yes, this. we really appreciate now that. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. Now more than um, ever in these. But you guys should expect some uh, some deep cuts for some of these Patreon prom good shit. content. We've There's going to be some good yeah, shit coming. Good shit, good shit. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really cool month. I'm very excited for it. And it will be an extravaganza. Yeah. So look out for that. Um, but while we're talking about Patreon, let's thank our Patreon people really quick. Yes, let's do that. 
Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers at every level. And a special shout out to our Patreon producers at the $15 level. Thank you to Adriana Field, Ashley Fritz, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny, Emily Pooley, Gabriela Santiago, Grace Armstrong, Jordan Colwick, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Kelly Burns, Christina, Landry Desmond, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Walschlager, Mariana Terzakis, Melody, Megan Lazier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly Marks, Nikki Lenowski, Pamela, Randy Klett, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Nichelle, Sasha Gibson, Shannon Pickens, Sydney Bollinger, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Valdez, and Wendy Bartos. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. And thank you to everybody who's listening and giving us yes. feedback and talking to us on social. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We, we know that you can bring the business of your ears to any podcast. And so we, we appreciate you bringing the business of your ears to us. Yes, we do, really. Uh, we hope that you're all doing well. Um, we love you. Yeah, we love you. Now more than ever in these uncertain times, we're with you. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that you might not be thinking of Burger King, but mm-hmm. Burger King is thinking of you. A threat. <laughs> Burger King's thinking of we're you. We're always thinking about you. Um. So uh, we can't really announce what we're doing next week because we're still kind yeah. of planning it, but know that it will be a fun, promptastic adventure. Yes. All right. That's all the bits. Yay. So until next week, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.